Welcome to Voices of Baltimore. My name is Zion Chambers, and I am a strength ambassador here at Mission Fit. We're creating a platform for discussion for the youth, by the youth, to tell our stories. We are people from Baltimore. We understand Baltimore. Everyone hears the ugly, but here we're going to dive into the truth, raw and uncut, to talk about it all, Baltimore in its entirety, and strengthen, uplift, and unite the voices of our community. We hope you join the discussion. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Voices of Baltimore. I am Zion Chambers, Strength Ambassador at Mission Fit. Hello, everyone. This is Corey. I'm also a Strength Ambassador here at Mission Fit. And I am Wes Jameson. I am the Director of Development. And today, we're gonna we're gonna have a discussion about MLK Day. Have a discussion about MLK, and I think just as far as a first prompt goes, I would just like to hear both of you, young men, kind of just share what MLK and what MLK Day means to you. Corey, would you like to go first? You want me to go first? Cool. Um. I would say, honestly, uh, MLK Day means a lot more to me than um, a representation of just Martin Luther King himself. Um, I look at Martin Luther King as being the kind of the poster child and the face of a overall movement of Black liberation, Black freedom, Black uh, fight for equality, etc. Um, there were a lot of people that I don't believe, I mean, that, that I believe were behind him who were supporting the movement, who were key factors of the movement, who don't get the necessary uh, respect, nor the notoriety that they deserve. So um, I believe MLK Day is not just a representation and just a celebration of his accomplishments and just him as a leader, but also the, the overall movement that came from his leadership. Okay, and I have to agree with Zion. Uh a hundred percent, but also I feel like MLK Day to me is just a day where we can celebrate, we can celebrate the life of a wonderful human being and also someone that also has had a dream, just like a lot of us. We all had a dream at one time, but you know, MLK Day, MLK Day is the day where we all come together as one and also unite and celebrate of a lot of things that's going on in this world. And Coach Watch, what do you think about it? Yeah, I think for me, um, it's a time to reflect on great leaders and accomplishments, but also to act. Um, and I think we'll come back to it. Um, but it doesn't. It's not a standalone. It's not. It's not. The, it's not everything. It's not the only day where we can do those things, right? Um, and so I guess to, to kind of move that, advance that. And Zion, you kind of started on it, but uh, he what, kind of took a lot of the points that we had. You know, he had he had a couple of good big hitters, as you can say. You know, so he kind of took a couple of words out my mouth, so I was kind of speechless on giving my answer because okay. that man, that's a good man right there. 
Um, and and yeah, and let's con- just like continue down that that train of thinking is is what what does MLK mean and what what's left to be done in his legacy? Um, when when you ask what does MLK mean, what do you mean by that? Could you elaborate on that question, please? Yeah, what is it that what is it that he did that is really worth celebrating? Um, I would say I think I think that Martin Luther King brought forth a different uh, rule of engagement when it came to um, fighting for freedoms and inequality in the black community. Um, what I mean by that is I believe that he he's not the first leader to do this, but I think that he was the face of this this um, this way of engaging and fighting for it in a peaceful way. So um, when you look at a, a a black leader like well, I mean, like uh, Malcolm X, for example, um, a lot of people um, separate Ma- uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X by the way in which they engage the fight for freedom. Uh, Ma- Malcolm X being described as being very aggressive, very up upfront, very blunt, um, and Martin Luther King being very peaceful, very passive, very you know, turn the other cheek. Um, so I think that he kind of was the, uh, the, the face of that new way of engagement. But, um, for me, I would say that the things that we have to do left from his legacy, um, is we have to find a way of compromising and understanding, um, leadership, right? So I believe that one of the biggest issues with, you know, um, today's generation, today's um, society in general, not just the black community, but we have a big, big issue of uh, respecting leadership and appointing people in a position of leadership without feeling jealous or without feeling taken advantage of or controlled. Um, that was something that the people uh, during the during the civil rights during the during the peak of the civil rights movement understood. They understood that Martin Luther King was the was the front of it. He was the poster child. He was the guy that everybody would most likely give um, the, their flowers to, you know, and acknowledgement. But they also understood that it was it was bigger than that. They didn't they didn't look for clout, you know, that we look for now in today's society. Um, they were more invested into the change than the publicity and popularity that we get from the change. So I think that that's what we need to understand. So me, I feel like uh, certain things that we need to understand about MLK Day is that a lot of people still need to learn about it, like learn about what what it what it is, like what's going on in the world, like why did it start, and things like that. I feel like a lot of people are not very educated about uh, what MLK Day is. Like me, I, I can I can say for myself, I wasn't very like thoroughly educated on MLK Day. And uh, like my black, I say my my black role models that uh we supposed to be looking up to, I wasn't thoroughly like taught, you know, with them. So I really didn't, I really don't like know what to say about like MLK Day and things like that. The only thing I know is like the only thing they've been telling us in school and stuff like that. So 
this podcast, I'm actually learning a lot as well from Zion and from Coach West about MLK Day as well. And I'm also getting my, giving my input about it because at the end of the day, we all learning and it's a new day. So, yeah. Right. And so <clears throat> I think that leads to a, a good question about <clears throat> about this podcast itself and about a storytelling platform that's led by young men like yourselves. And where does that, where does a storytelling platform, where does Voices of Baltimore fit in with the larger context of civil rights movement of an MLK day? I would have to answer that question in, in, in multiple ways, but um, the way I would the, the way I would put it is um, it kind of gives a, a voice or a face to the issues in which the civil rights movement and the you know the the, the fight for freedom and equality was even was even fighting for in the first place. Um, I would say that. When you look at when you, when you look at um, when you look at a lot of these podcasts and a lot of these platforms of discussion and platforms of expression, we talk about experiences. We talk about um, a lot of issues and a lot of barriers in which we face as black men and women every single day. And these are the things in which we are fighting for. So you know, um, it it gives validity to the issues in which we're fighting for. You know, it actually shows that what we're fighting for is, is real. It's it's true. It's, you know, it's uncensored. It's a, a real reality to a lot of us. Um, but it also gives us the opportunity to create some dialogue or raise awareness to a lot of the issues in which Black um, communities around the world have to face on a daily basis. Um, whether that be poverty, systematic racism, mass incarceration, um, redlining, gerrymandering, et cetera. Um, these are all things in which we talk about here that, you know, have been uh, accounted for in the civil rights movement. So what I think I'm hearing you say is that the, the act of discussing these topics can amplify the experiences that still need to be highlighted. Yes, absolutely. Um, and yeah, go ahead. No, I was no, I was I was just about to. Uh, I was I was just going to agree with you, honestly. Yeah. Um, that's the whole mission of the podcast is to create a um, a platform for discussion, a platform for the people in which who are usually voiceless. You know, um, gaining real life, real world. Um, understanding and um, real-time interaction between people who have had the same kind of experiences. So, yeah. Right. And that's what I was, the second thing I was going to highlight is like, is the dialogue itself that we have on this podcast, is that part of the movement? Like, is that, a piece of the puzzle? Yeah, um, so I would definitely say it's a movement for sure. Um, you know, at even at my, my college, um, I took a uh, I took a class about um, the um, the Arab world, basically. 
um, and how social media, technology, platforms of discussion were used to um, uplift the, um, you know, the fight for freedom, equality, and just overall um, policy change in the Arab world. And I think that's what's happening in the U.S. right now. Um, we are using um, platforms such as podcasts, such as social media, such as YouTube, uh, Twitter, whatever, um, to express our feelings, but also create dialogue. Without creating dialogue, without having discussion, there's no, there's no, no, um, no foundation for a movement. You know, uh, before there was a civil rights movement, there was a discussion. You know, um, before there was a Black Panthers Party, there was a discussion. And here we're having a discussion. Here we're having a, 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 a platform of expression that uh, motivates and inspires young Black men and young Black women around the world and also other people of color, uh, minorities in general, to, you know, uh, stand up for ourselves and, you know, have a, have a, collabor- a collaboration that you know fights for the you know the, the 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 things in which we need you know um basic human rights yeah i would agree and i think um you know when we talk about discussion talk about dialogue at least half if not more of that is listening right and when you share these experiences it offers the opportunity for other people to listen and to understand and to hear those experiences that might not otherwise have a pathway towards understanding any of that experience. So I think if we're thinking about MLK standing on a po- you know, at a podium somewhere, the only people that could hear him at that moment were the people standing around him, unless it was covered by some sort of broadcast media, right? But with this podcast, y'all have the opportunity to reach you know, 10 times as many people as he did from your couch or from the back of a car. And I think that's exciting. I mean, it leverages the power of technology, but it also, it is, um, I think to your point, Zion, part of a movement. And I, 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 I wonder what the leaders of the civil rights movement would say if we could have, you know, recorded the 18 year olds that were part of their movement. And then other 18 year olds around the country could have heard their experience of being part of the marches or whatever it was. Yeah. So, you know, um, to kind of expand on that point, um, I had a conversation with one of the people who were uh, a part of the uh, Memphis State Eight. The Memphis State Eight it was a group of black women who were the first uh, group of uh, black students to integrate um, what it was at, at the time, Memphis State University, which is a uh, University of Memphis now. Um, I, I met I met Miss Bertha Looney in Memphis um, this past summer on a uh, civil rights trip, actually. Um, and you know, of course, I I, I brung I brung to the table the um, the opportunity for her to you know uh, come on the podcast, have a conversation with us, have some dialogue, um, you know, answer a few questions and, and et cetera. And she kind of uh, talked to me about the importance 
of having platforms like this, you know, um, just like you said, you know, um, back then they didn't have the access to reach millions of people in a split second. And we do, you know, um, and then on top of that, social media, uh, technology, et cetera, platforms of discussion are very impressionable. Uh, we have a lot of young kids who watch these things, who listen to these, uh, the, these, these platforms of discussions and, you know, uh, they're very inspiring. They're very motivational. They're very uh, influential, you know. So, um, you know, it, it 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 comes from the mouths of these of these civil rights leaders and these people who were a part of the change that we are experiencing now. Um, they that that we need, you know, platforms like this to to push to push forth the narrative, you know that that we need to be treated equally, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what the, uh, I mean, I completely agree. I was thinking about the kind of the other side of that, of the ease with which we have access to a million years. And to your point in the beginning, Zion, of people having ulterior motives and they're not necessarily quite as attached to the goals of the movement as they are attached to their own personal uh, fame or image um, and how things might just get kind of noisy. Yeah, yeah, totally agree, 100%. And when you had an when you had an MLK who was so singularly the focus of a movement, it makes things simpler, I suppose, even if it was harder to engage. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but see, uh, you know, um, not to get off a topic, but I think this is very important to bring, you know, to to bring to the table. Um, there's a, uh, there's a great thing about having someone be the, uh, the focus of a movement. And there's also a lot of, uh, a lot of issues with that. Um, one problem being, I believe it takes away from the importance and the severity of the work that has been done, um, as a, as a collaborative community of people um because it because it looks like to 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 other to other people um specifically you know um caucasian caucasian people um it looks like he was kind of a savior more than he was um a part of something you know and um when he was assassinated uh sadly a lot of people felt like because of his assassination, because he was gone, that stopped the movement. That stopped the need for change. That stopped um, that that stopped all of the effects that has been um, happening after you know uh, all the work that has been that has been put in. And and honestly, in my opinion, it was just a start. You know, um, there were you know hundreds of other uh, community activists, um, leaders, you know, um, 
Yes. Just, just, just students of understanding that um, put forth the same work, the same effort, the same uh, knowledge that a Martin Luther King, a Malcolm X, has has put forth. You know, um, but I, I believe that you know platforms like this kind of bring light to how impressive we have you know we have been you know uh innovators you know special you know it's not just one person it's not just it's not just one uh decade you know this is this has been centuries in the making you know so yeah and i want to i want to come back to that because i eventually i want to end on a, on a high note but uh I think you brought up a great point and it's something we discussed before this uh, diving into the podcast was that there are negatives of having an MLK day. There are dangers of having an MLK during the movement and there's negative effects of having an MLK day. And I think you identified two really amazing ones um, that it, in some ways it's easier to uh, chop the head off of the movement if it's so singular and it's almost yeah. um, almost uh, separate from the larger body that is the movement, to your point, um, what are the, some of the others that you, you see of having an MLK day? Like we said, once again, it was a movement. Like, it, that's for really having that day. It's a movement. It's something to, like, for everyone to come together and celebrate and and like learn but you don't learn no more that's the thing i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a name a few i'm a name a few i believe that we i believe that we need to highlight uh angela davis um she was a part of the black panther party um she was a a, a great notable woman a person in which uh fought for a lot of the equality um, and black communities, but other, you know, other communities of color, of course, um, the kind of the, the founder of the Black Panther Party, um, Huey P. Newton, um, which was a, which was another, uh, in my opinion, uh, black community activist, uh, leader, revolutionary, uh, who had an ideology of, uh, black nationalism, socialism, armed self-defense, um, you know, fighting against police brutality, etc. Um, of course, Malcolm X, um, a brother of Islam. You know, so uh, you know he 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 holds he holds very near dear to my heart as a Muslim man myself. Um, I would say, in addition to that, uh, John Lewis, which was he, he was a part of the civil rights movement during the the, the time of uh, Martin Luther King. He was kind of the right hand of Martin Luther King, honestly. And he hasn't really been, uh, you know, giving his flowers as much as I believe uh, he should. Um, I believe another person. Um, oh, man. Well, there's certainly plenty of people we could highlight um, who've not necessarily gotten there. Their kudos that they they rightfully deserve, and I imagine there were thousands of young people like yourselves who put their lives at risk, who were never celebrated. Um, 
But what are some of the other risks of of having a a day that's de- devoted to Martin Luther King? Some of the other risks. Yeah. Um, okay, so I believe that. Oh, man, I don't want to. I don't want to keep highlighting the, the the negatives. But 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 I believe that it's very important to bring up because if we don't bring it up right now, if we don't address it right now, it's going to keep happening. It's going to create more detriment than it's already had. So I would say one of the biggest risks of having just a, you know having a Martin Luther King Day that that singles out one particular uh, leader in the black community is um, it will create a ongoing. Um, a ongoing highlight of just singular people and not the movement itself, like you said. Um, let's say, right, let's say if we just had, you know, a, let's say if we had a, a Huey P. Newton, an Angela Davis, uh, uh, Dr. Umar Johnson, uh, you know, um, Malcolm X. Let's say if we had all of those, you know, type of days in different months or whatnot. What about the hundreds the hundreds right. of thousands of other right. people who have done just as much work as these others. Right. You know, you know, what about, what about Harriet Tubman? Are we going to have a Harriet Tubman day? We need that. We need a Sojourner Truth day. You know, I don't disagree. You feel me? We, we, we need those type of things, but at the same time, you know, um, I believe that even just having a black history month is not enough. I just don't, I just, you know, I, I, I like the idea. I respect the idea of having a Martin Luther King Day, a Black History Month, et cetera. Um, but I think that um, it gives people an excuse to say, hey, we gave you guys a month to celebrate all of the good things you've done, all of the, the, the work you put in, all of the hardships. And back-breaking Aching days in which you guys have went through. Yes. But, but hey, the rest of the year, yeah, that's we the need one. That. That's, that's the one. That's the issue to me. You, know? you got a whole, you get a whole day off. What more do you yeah, want? You get, you get one day. You get, you get a whole month. You get thirty <laughs> days. Come on. Well, and that's, I guess, I guess one of the concerns that that comes to mind when I think about it is a lot of people go out and volunteer on them. Okay, day, and they should. Mm-hmm. My worry is that they go out and they volunteer on MLK Day, and then 364 days go by till the next time they think about it. Um, yeah. And I don't, and I worry about that mostly for people like myself, white people, that they can go to their local church and go or go to a soup kitchen and check that box off, and it's not a thought until. Yeah, the next year when it comes back up. And um, I think in a lot of ways, you know, it's kind of, I can laugh about it, but it really dilutes the power of the movement when, if that's true, right? Um, it almost works in complete opposition to a sustained movement. Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that for sure. And so, to come back to the maybe the more positive side, the more hopeful side, and for the listeners out there, we we lost Corey um, off the Zoom call. Maybe we'll get him back. 
I wanted to think about this question, and this was a question again that we that came up when we were discussing the idea of having an MLK Day episode. And these words are mostly Zion's, but I get to read them. And the question is, how can we recreate a collaborative movement that fights for the freedoms and equality for people of color? And obviously, we're not going to solve that whole issue. But what are some things that we can do? And what are some things that we as strength ambassadors specifically can do, Zach? Um, I want to I want to start off with what we can do outside of the strength ambassador uh, point of view first, first, and then you know I can I, of course go to that after. Um, <clears throat> I believe the first thing that we need to do, um, specifically as 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 black people, because I'm I'm speaking from the point of view of a black man, of course. Um, the first thing that we need to do is we need to respect the the value of each other's lives you know um i believe that a lot of times um we don't we don't look at each other um as as kings and queens you know or at least as uh, living beings that have hearts and lives and feelings and emotions and you know and mentality and faith and etc um until it's too late you know um and i believe that that's kind of the most important the, the most important step to change is how you how you how you look at people you know how, how we see each other you know um i believe that if we want to change as a community if we want to create a collaborative movement um we can't do that without respecting each other we can't do that without loving each other in a genuine way you know wanting the best for each other in addition to that, I think that as a community, um, the, 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 the first thing that we need to do is find ways to work together, you know, um, to make sure that everyone is successful in their own way. Um, so I believe that, you know, first thing that we need to do is create more, you know, collaborative businesses, collaborative banks, collaborative, um, just, just ways of, you know, creating generational wealth in the black community that could be used to fund the movements in which we need you know um we have a lot of you know african-american millionaire athletes musicians you know artists just etc you know and um if we were to you know put our money together and use the billions of dollars that we spend on jordans every year and the other billions of dollars that we spend on uh hair weave and track every year uh, towards more things that benefit the community um, and, you know, uh, bring us out of poverty, I think that we could, you know, really create some huge change in that, in, in, in that. And I believe that in itself could be a movement, you know, being sustainable, being, you know, financially, you know, uh, respect, respectful, you know, between each other. Um, but then lastly, um, highlighting the importance of mental health, in my opinion, you know. Um, a lot of people in the Black community have a lot of, you know, a lot of issues uh, mentally because of the experience in which we have been through uh, for centuries, you know. 
um, a lot of PTSD, a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety, a lot of, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of issues that, you know, inhabit, I mean, and, 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 you know, kind of take away the ability for us to, you know, um, communicate properly. I mean, not properly, I'm sorry, effectively, um, hold, you know, hold productive discussions between each other, you know, um, and kind of just function in general, you know, just be a part of a functioning society. It's kind of hard to do that, you know, um, experiencing the things in which we experience, seeing the things that we experience, I mean, that we see and, you know, knowing the things that we know. Um, so if we, you know, take care of that part, which I believe is the most important part um, of anybody, um, I think that we could, you know, we could come together and have a collaborative movement. But um, I think most importantly, and this also plays into the whole strength ambassador thing, um, as, you know, as strength ambassadors, as leaders in the community, you know, um, as, as community activists, et cetera, um, we need to take initiative and not just, not just, you know, um, week, weekly initiative, not just, you know, uh, daily, I mean, not, not just, you know, monthly initiative, not yearly initiative, none of that, you know, we could take small steps every single day to bring forth positive change in our community and bring forth a collaborative, loving movement towards the same goals that we all want. We all want, we all want peace. We all want positivity. We all want success. We all want love. We all want compassion and empathy. We all want that, you know. Um, I believe that all of us want that manifested in different ways. Um, and I think that having, having you know, the uh, platform of discussion like we're having right now creates that dialogue so we can understand what we want, you know. And then we can go from that, you know, from, from that and having the love for each other, like I said, having respect for each other, you know, could bring forth, hey, you know, you deserve this. You deserve basic human rights. You deserve decent, you know, to, to be treated decently and et cetera. You know, so what can I do to provide that for you? And I expect that in return. And that's how you create a movement. That's how the civil rights movement was created, in my opinion. That's how the Black Panthers Party was created. That's how the Black Lives Matter uh, movement was created, you know, that's how the black feminist movement was created. That's how all these movements were created. We just all wanted the same thing, and we had discussions about it, and we said, you know what? You deserve this. So how can we give this to you? Those were all beautiful points. Um, I'll try and respond to just a couple of them. First, the mental health piece. You and I both agree on that. And I think I would just add that how can you be a valuable piece to a larger movement if your mind and your soul are not nurtured and taken care of, right? And I think that has been a piece of the lack of movement for sure. Next, I think your first point was about loving each other. And, uh, <clears throat> You know, I'm not a religion guy or a God guy, but I was raised Quaker and 
I think the most beautiful thing about the Quaker religion is that they believe there is God in every person. And it's always fun for me to imagine a, a little God in everyone's heart. And I think if we treated people that way, right? Um, and if we thought about society that way as God dispersed or um, spirits dispersed throughout all the all the people that we interact with every day, that goes a long way towards loving ourselves and loving our other, each other, right? And the last thing I'll I'll speak on um, is kind of related to the idea of what we can do as strength ambassadors. And you said some amazing things. And I would just add, I think that uh, the power of that is invested or that is vested within this podcast of speaking, but listening and being heard. Um, that if we all had the ability to listen to the other experiences of others, I think a movement would be a lot easier thing to get rolling. Outside of that, I think you made all the points. Maybe not all, but you made a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot more to be made. <laughs> there's plenty more to be made. And I think that's why we agreed that we were going to try to record a podcast every other week because there's a lot of points to make. And with that, do you have anything else? Any other points? Any other responses? Honestly, um, you know, centered around this, you know, specific topic, um, I would say that every, every initiative, every thought, every act of service matters, you know, they all count towards um, the establishment and the reignition of the movement in which we need um, as a community, as, as, you know, as people of color, as minorities, as this, as disenfranchised people, and as you know, in general, um, everything matters. You know, don't ever, don't ever think that any, any uh, small act of service or, you know, just small conversation won't matter because it, because it does. You know, um, and just you know. Just try to be nice to everybody, you know. Just try to show love. Try to be compassionate, you know. Try to be understanding. Show some empathy because a lot of us go through a lot of things, you know, on a daily basis. And everybody just needs a hug, you know. So if we can provide that to each other, this world would be a lot better. Hear that? Definitely hear that. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, when people what ask what they can do to support um, with regard to mission fit. I'm, and if they don't have anything to give them, like, just listen to the podcast. Just listen. And to your point, it's like, yeah, there's no, there's no act too small, right? At all. Perfect. I think that's a great way to end this. I appreciate you, Zion. Absolutely. Anytime. I appreciate you. And to everyone listening, if you made it through this far, you made it further than Corey. We appreciate you for it. And we'll see you on the next episode. Have a beautiful MOK day. And don't let that be the last time 
that you do some sort of service. Peace.